Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Healthy Perspectives Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan. In today's episode, we're joined by members of our emerging digital group, John, Jeanette, and Nora, as they recently attended South by Southwest. We sat down and talked about all the emerging tech and social trends they saw in Austin this year, which will be a part of our annual South by Southwest Roadshow. Here's our conversation. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to another episode of Healthy Perspectives. Today we have a special episode talking about South by Southwest 2018, and we're joined by John Dealey, Nora Travis, and Jeanette DeMarco. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Hey there. So I'll just start with a general question. For those who don't know, what is South by Southwest? Um, so South by Southwest is a conference that takes place in Austin uh, every year. It uh, encompasses merging tech, uh, music, and film. We were just there for the interactive part. Um, yeah, so it's been going on for several years, and uh, every year it takes over the whole city of Austin, and there's a whole lot to learn and to take in. So we send a bunch of people down to get smart on what's new in technology. John, how many years have you been going to South by Southwest? I, th- I think I stopped counting, uh, but I've, I've been to at least uh, at least four. Jeanette? This was my third year attending, first year with Patience and Purpose. Awesome. And Nora? This is my first year. Oh, okay. So Nora, tell us about your first time at South by Southwest. Um, It was amazing. It's kind of like adult nerd Disneyland. Um, And there's like an immense amount of kind of FOMO for the entire time. There's so many um, talks going on, so many amazing people. And like John was saying, since it's a mix of both tech and film and comedy and music, uh, there's just such a variety of opportunities to learn and to get inspired and to just fill your day with panels. And so that's what we got to do a lot of, which was really great. I think the funny part is that the FOMO happens even if you go, because there's so much yeah. that happens. <laughs> even when you're looking in the news, I was looking back, I was like, oh my God, I missed that. I, like, I yeah. could have gone to that. So. I know. Awesome. So Jeanette, you said this is your third year there. How do you think, uh, based on between your first time and your and your third time, how do you think South by Southwest has evolved through the years? Yeah, well, so like I said, third year here. The first two years I was with our parent company. Um, but what I really noticed my first time there was that there was, you know, a bit of a learning curve my first time figuring out the landscape where all the panels, figuring out the rules of the road, you know, make your schedule, but be prepared to wait in line, all of that. Um, The lines are so (laughs) intense, guys. Like really like lines where you have to be there for two hours ahead of time just to watch something. And so you then miss out on a panel because you're in line waiting for a really good one. But that's where you meet uh, new friends and and network. Yeah, that's true, that's true. I think this is where we need to come up with the South by Southwest Fast Pass, right? Like, Yeah. (laughs) Their app is amazing. They did such a good job with it. So that's what I was actually gonna say like my first time you know there was a learning curve but what I've noticed year after year is that they do make it easier for those first-time attendees like um, last year they introduced their own chatbot called Abby in the South by Southwest app which makes it easier to figure out how to get around and it was even better this year Um, but what's interesting to me is not only like what actual technologies are changing, what are we seeing different at the trade show, but also how the perspectives on the different technologies are changing each year and seeing that evolve has been interesting even over just three years. So you talked about, you know, technology changing throughout the years. Have you noticed some things that have might have like stayed the same or just grown a little stagnant? Hmm, maybe in terms of stagnant, um, you know, I remember my first year there, I remember hearing about wearables like, all the time. Um, what are the latest devices? 
who's making them. Um, and then the second year is like, well, okay, we heard about wearable devices. What's what's new with wearables? Um, this year, there really weren't any um, panels necessarily dedicated to that. They were mentioned, but really it was more in terms of, okay, now that we have these devices, um, what are we going to be doing with the patient-generated healthcare data that comes from these? Um, how can we you know, use AI to um, really make sense and make use of this data? And, and it was less about wearables themselves and really um, more drew together about overall themes of the conference like artificial intelligence. So it was more about the data and less about the device, you would say? Yes. So, John, you've been at South by Southwest several years now. Uh, have you seen any sort of empty promises, like things that are like, they, they sound really cool, or you're like, oh, that's going to be amazing, but it's just nothing really comes to fruition? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's very tempting. Like, everybody wants to know what's the newest thing, you know, this year, what's the latest tech and everything. But uh, a lot of this technology takes a long time to mature. So even something like... 3D printing. Uh, it's not that it's an empty promise, but there's really not a lot, not a lot of new things to report on 3D printing. But long term, you know, give it, you know, another five to ten years, that technology is going to have broader implications on how we uh, purchase and, and sort of consume things. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a not so much a lot of empty promises, but I think a, a big thing that we were talking about is how a lot of these technologies are even coming together. Um, so it's not about one specific technology, it's kind of how AI is working with voice and the data from your wearables and how all these all these things are kind of converging and coming together to, to change the experience. So on the flip side of that, have you seen something, some sort of maybe device or an idea or a thing that you've seen from the very beginning and through the years you've seen it actually mature and grow and, and and actually go into production or be used by the general public? Yeah, I mean, I think artificial intelligence is something that's been, you know, on everybody's radar for a while. And, uh, but it's, it's one of the technologies that's really hard to get your head around because it encompasses so many different, different things and has uh, sort of widespread implications. You know, you think about driverless cars and how it's uh, affecting in the patient space, like how quickly somebody could be diagnosed. Uh, but I think it's starting to mature, and, and, and a lot of the conversations were around how can you apply artificial intelligence to the things that we do from, from a marketing and a brand standpoint. So it was really interesting to, to me to see how that technology is being applied and being used by brands. Yeah, I think also AI was such a theme this year, and it's something that a lot of people are kind of afraid of AI in this way. There's a lot of articles around about how AI is going to take our jobs and all of this stuff like that. And so there was some really great talks and panels around how this is a tool that can be used by the industry in many different ways um, and the ways that it can be kind of enhancing our world around us, but not kind of replacing us as humans, which is really great to like not have that yeah. kind of scary AI part of it. But really, how, how can we be working together? Um, especially in the creative industry, to be using AI to its fullest potential, which was really awesome. I remember last year, um, you know, you think about AI taking over kind of like lower level, you know, kind of monotonous tasks and everything. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, if you're creative, you're fine. But then last year they announced, I think it was in Japan, that they used the AI uh, to, they had like an AI creative director. <laughs> and it basically analyzed all the historical TV spots that have ever run. Uh, and they made inferences and basically would judge the creative based on what was successful in the past. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so nobody's safe. <laughs> so what I noticed, especially this year, um, is how they weren't just talking about AI and the existence of AI and um, you know how it could take over or anything like that, but it was um, 
about designing with AI and how things happening in the world around us really um, affect every aspect of our design, including, you know, AI is going to mimic in some way how humans think about things and social movements going on. So um, when we're teaching AI, how do we teach it without these human biases? So um, I think that was definitely a, a theme throughout South by Southwest is teaching AI um, to be representative of the full population and not um, teaching AI to reflect certain biases that we may not even know that we have. Yeah, and I mean, I think so much of the, the themes of South by this year did kind of represent what was happening in social movements. Me Too was a large discussion platform, Black Lives Matter, um, as well as um, just kind of every bit of social movement that's happening. And that was really included into all the tech talk, which was really interesting. So yeah, so I mean, even with the discussions around AI and, and, and kind of bias and bias in design, um, a lot of that kind of those social movements are kind of part of the conversation. But who are the people that are designing these products in the room? Do we have that representation in the room when mm -hmm. they're kind of doing it as well as what they're bringing to the table? So I think that um, that seeing those social movements brought into the conversation with tech and our responsibility as designers and creators and marketers to both be representative and also kind of sharing the stories of the community was really amazing to see that brought into kind of all the conversations. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like uh, it was a big shift, I think, in South By, where it's it's not just about the technology itself, but it's just like what are the implications of the technology yeah. And, yeah. and how it's going to sort of affect affect us as a society. Great. And it, it seems like uh, we were all drinking the AI Kool-Aid. You know, <laughs> well, cool. So tasty. AI. <laughs> I had to drop that in. Um, I, oh, I see what you did there. I, a little slow. So... so uh, do you want to speak a little bit more about, you know, technology converging with these social movements and, you know, maybe examples or panels you, you, you might have seen that tied together all, all this sort of stuff? That kind of was maybe my um, MO with when I started kind of going through panels and seeing was just that there was um, such an amazing mix of people from around the world there to talk. And so getting to see ta Coates speak about his book, getting to... Uh, see W. Kamel Bell speak about Black Panther and like kind of the, the fad of that and not only the fad of that, but the movement of that. Um, and so looking at even just kind of how, um, how these social movements are working both in the film industry and in tech and kind of how that works, um, just really seeing that we have this responsibility as creators um, with the work that we're doing. Um, a lot of the panels I went to is around how to create better branded content and how to be creating content that people want to be consuming. Um, and and I think that that kind of advertising model of ads is really shifting. And so it's about this content creation. And when you're doing that, then it needs to be really responding and representing the people. And I mm -hmm. think that knowing what's going on in our culture and knowing what social movements are happening, knowing what people are attached to um, is really important in creating that better content. And so I felt like all of these different panels really helped inform what that's going to turn into. For me, that also... Um, sort of speaks to, and again, it's nothing new or brand new, but the idea of there's no one-size-fits-all content, you know, mm -hmm. so as brands, as we're creating things, it's very tempting to kind of just go off the segmentation that we know and the people that we know, but it's really kind of thinking broader and making sure that we're sort of serving up the, the right creative and the right messaging that's going to be uh, appropriate for, for all different types of audiences. Yeah, I would say more so than in past years, like South by definitely didn't live in its own little 
Austin bubble. It really not only reflected social movements, but just what we're seeing in the news too. Um, like for example, with all of the, what we keep hearing about fake news. Um, I went to a lot of the social panels um, at South by Southwest and what I saw was that there were just so many speakers coming from Facebook um, and different social platforms this year, way more than in the past. Um, there were uh, like 30 different speakers, I would say, from Facebook specifically, um, just to be part of the conversation um, and, yeah, to approach that kind of fake news uh, mentality that everyone's been having. And um, it was interesting because there are so many marketers in the in the room and uh, as well as there's a whole journalism track at South by Southwest. Um, but just to see everyone's perspective on, um, you know, is Facebook or is social a publisher or a platform now? And um, how does that affect the, all the recent algorithm changes that are happening on our social networks? And then how does that affect advertising and what we do? So that was something new that I saw at South by Southwest this year there's always been social there but just this new like level of participation from the social platforms themselves and um, tying it in with recent events so that was really interesting I think Zuckerberg would have been there <laughs> but he seemed a little busy <laughs> I think so I, I think clearly you know very much social has allowed these conversations to happen right to open up these doors to these social movements um, but obviously as as you know you've alluded to John you know there's always this risk of social and maybe having the, the wrong sort of conversation, clearly with Facebook and all the damage control that they're doing these days. So uh, did you, did you, were they alluded, was Facebook alluding to any, any of this stuff? Yeah, so I, I went to one very uh, lively panel. It was between, um, there was the head of news product from Facebook there as well as um, an anchor from CNN. And uh, unlike other panels, the crowd got a bit rowdy and there were lots of cheers and boos. But um, yeah, the, the head of news product was saying that they, um, you know, are working towards more transparency and, and all that to be more open with the public about how their data, how everyone's data is being used, um, as well as being transparent with marketers about the types of tests that they will be doing on the platform in terms of algorithm changes. So hopefully people are caught a little less by, by surprise when changes do happen to the platform. Yeah, but I think it's also something that, you know, Facebook, I think, is taking the hit right now in mm -hmm. kind of the public of what that looks like. But I think also every platform that we're doing right now is kind of cultivating itself to appeal to our sensibilities, right? Yeah. You know, and so I mean, even Google has a bias when you're typing in stuff, they're going to give you stuff based off of your search history. And so that's something that we don't talk about a lot. We think that Google's almost this non-biased right. platform, and it's not. And so I think that that kind of goes back to a lot of those themes of what are we bringing to the table? What's our bubble? And how do those things kind of interact with each other? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that that expression goes like, if you're not paying for the service, then then you are the service <laughs> or you are the product, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll ask each one of you and you can answer individually. This is sort of a three-part question, right? So what was your favorite or most surprising or, or craziest session or, or tech or panel or new friend that, that you saw? <laughs> John, we'll start with you. You know, I don't know if this is like podcast worthy, but something that that kind of blew my mind was um, it was uh, it was actually around three D printing, but it was around uh, sushi teleportation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty awesome. Yeah, and I it, it, it converged a lot of different technologies. So basically, what had happened was there's a, a camera in Japan, 
uh, at a sushi restaurant. Somebody's making sushi. Sushi chef is sushi chef is making sushi. Um, the camera using AI is able to detect what kind of roll that person is making. And then in Austin, there was a 3D printer printing out whatever that roll was. So if someone was making a, a tuna roll remotely, as we were sitting there in Austin, there was a 3D printed uh, tuna roll. Non non edible. Not edible yet. Yeah, it was made out of like little <laughs> pixel squares or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, ten years from now, maybe edible. It was also really cool to see a machine bow, you know, and do the whole <laughs> thing. That was also pretty awesome. Nora. Um. Oh my God, it's really hard to kind of start narrowing down. I think um it. It was one of the first ones that we actually got to go to, which was Esther Perel, who's an amazing um, therapist and relationship therapist. And she gave one of the keynote addresses. And it was just so much about kind of uh, workplace relationships as well as personal relationships, but how we can kind of be improving ourselves. And she gave such a great call out to kind of the audience there that we kind of are at South by Southwest. There's talking about all this new technology but there's still these base things of our interactions with humans that we still need to fix and still need to figure out and do better. And I loved her kind of calling that out and asking the people in the room to to bring that back to their workplaces and to hack our relationships and to kind of be figuring that out. And I loved that theme. And I think it put um, such a good mindset in going into the rest of the rest of South by and kind of thinking about who the people we're spending our time with, how we're doing that and what we're doing, and then also how to bring back this kind of great thinking to the people around us in new and interesting ways. And so she was really helping lead that charge, which was nice. Jeanette. One of the most memorable panels that I went to, um, was called do online communities make us healthier. And, I do a lot of the social projects here um, at Patients and Purpose and as well as social listening. So um, it was really interesting to be at a panel about this where there were actual patients on the panel as well as advocacy and um, talking about how these online communities are a place for them to actually feel better. The One of the patients, she was a cystic fibrosis patient, actually said that the the online communities and the people in the online communities that she interacts with saved her life. So it, it's really great to see how these communities that we try to start and help build as well as that exist out there already um, are actually making a difference in people's lives. And they're doing really interesting things like having um, virtual conferences for patients that can't get together um, in person. So things like that and, and hearing about all of their experiences, um, that was definitely a, a memorable panel for me. And I think it definitely also, for me, sort of drives home uh, the importance of like authenticity, right, yeah. in what we do. So it's very tempting, you know, when we're on these platforms, yes, we want to be on there from like a marketing standpoint, but we have to be mindful that for the patients and people within these uh, communities, they're, they're there, it's their lifeline. So we need to be there in an authentic way. And one of the related panels I saw talked about even on, uh, I think they were talking about Instagram stories and it, it talked about like not designing your ad in a vacuum, but thinking of it in, in a sequence of how someone would experience Instagram story. You're gonna see something from your friend, something from your neighbor, something from your family, and then all of a sudden you're gonna see that brand. And does that ad you know, blend in into that space or does it just stand out like a sore thumb. So that, that's a great segue um, to, to my next set of questions. Uh, and, and this is for, for all three of you. What patient-focused or healthcare-focused tech did you see at South by Southwest? 
I think one of the one of the cool ones that we saw was more um, at home testing. So similar to how you can now test your DNA or kind of you know get your heritage information, um, there's a there was a whole slew of a startup company that was doing ones where you could do different. Um, like even STD testing, obviously pregnancy testing, but then a whole array of um, even glucose levels and um, and if you like for sleep and like other what was it like there was a couple other names of the like things. a whole like, table yeah, full yeah, yeah, yeah which was really yeah. interesting yeah. and so it was something that you could do uh, an easy test in the privacy of your own home and then they had an app and a doctor that could then communicate with your results afterwards. But I think it's kind of bringing a little bit of that. Um, ease of life, that little seamless quality to life into the healthcare space, which was really nice to start seeing more of that happening. I mean, I think for me, it was kind of, it was validating because uh, we've been doing a lot of work in the space too, but um, I saw a specific panel on the use of chatbots and conversational assistance in the healthcare space. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of the discussion there was just around kind of providing that added support that's personalized down to the individual. And I think a lot of the benefits around there of, of that technology and a lot of the buzz is something that could be very applicable to things we do every day. So it's good mm -hmm. to see the, a lot of uh, conversation around that, no pun intended. Did you see any other tech innovations at the conference that we could bring into the healthcare space? It seemed like there was a lot. I mean, obviously, AI was a big theme, voice assistants, you know, being AI. But I think that that was there was a lot of talk about what ways we can be bringing that into people's lives. And I think healthcare is this like hole for that for sure, you know. Um, and even just on a small scale, uh, Gimlet Media, which is a podcasting company, they just launched their first Alexa skill um, that uh, teaches kids how to brush their teeth, and it was a partnership with Oral B. Um, and so that's something that just launched, but it's kind of showing some of the potential of bringing in storytelling and healthcare and health, you know, related stuff into uh, into the Alexa and into like home assistance. So. Yeah, I think it's it's about thinking of all these technologies as, as Lego pieces. It's not like mm -hmm. I'm going to build an AI thing or I'm going to build a wearable. It's, it's kind of thinking about all these different technology pieces and how can we put them together to create something that's that's really cool and, and serves serves a purpose. So this this will be a curveball question. You know, obviously you guys attended South by Southwest as a healthcare advertising agency. How did other people react when, when they heard that or saw that? Yeah, there, there's a track at South by Southwest specifically for um, healthcare panels. And then for the first time this year, there was also a wellness um, exhibition. So um, I think over the past few years, they've been putting more and more emphasis on health. So um, yeah, we weren't we weren't the only ones. <laughs> Back in my day, in the beginning, you literally had to take a bus and go across the river to go anything that was health related, and now it's it's. Right. Yeah, and I think also it's kind of a little bit of that shift. Like it's both health and wellness. Mindfulness was a buzzword yeah. again at this, you know, like, and so I think that that's something that people are just in general, like how we're seeing everything kind of converge in these ways, that health and kind of taking care of yourself and all of that is kind of part of social movements just as much as everything else. And so I think that you're seeing that kind of um, people are wanting better designed health systems, they're wanting better designed social systems, they're wanting, you know, like they're wanting it all better <laughs> and, and exactly for them, but not biased in any way. <laughs> so John, I know you usually do a roadshow every year after you attend South by Southwest. Are you still planning on doing it this year? We are. It's going to be uh, bigger and better than ever. Um, yeah, we're really excited every year. We do two internal presentations, and then we uh, hit the road. We got our concert tees with all the, the tour dates on the back. Um, no, but no, uh, yeah, we're really excited. We go out, we, we visit our clients, and we take a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about here, and uh, we put it all into a very engaging presentation. usually runs a little over an hour, uh, but we talk about all the 
technology themes we've been discussing here, but also like the implications for healthcare and for, for marketing. So it's a, it's always a great presentation. And we even have a South by Southwest swag giveaways too. Mm-hmm. It's always the best yeah, part. Yeah, you got to get the swag. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So final question, not tech related. You guys were in Austin, Texas, my home state. Uh, what was the best barbecue you had in Austin? Ooh, well, <laughs> it is an easy answer. We 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 traveled out to um, Salt Lake, which is a, an awesome barbecue spot, um, not too far from downtown. Not too close. Not too not far. Too, not too close. <laughs> not too far. Nora had barbecue for the first time. And it was my first barbecue experience. Wow. Yeah. I'm a new meat eater, so it was a it, uh-huh. going to Salt Lake was quite the experience That's, to do that. Yep. And one of my favorite things is that someone at one point said, could you pass the salad plate? And it was just pickles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> salad, actually. Um, That's great. <laughs> well, thank you, Jeanette. Thank you, Nora. And thank you, John, for joining us on this episode of Healthy Perspectives and telling us a little bit about South by Southwest. Absolutely. Thank you. That was such a good conversation. I want to thank John, Jeanette, and Nora for joining me today. It was great hearing about how the latest tech can be applied in the healthcare space. It was especially eye-opening to hear how tech's converging with current social movements. Be sure to look out for our upcoming South by Southwest Roadshow. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe. If you're curious about some other digital trends happening in the space, follow us at Patience and Purpose on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks. Thanks.